Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that today's message will challenge and inspire you to pursue Jesus and to love people to life. I'm going to be preaching this morning we're on, our, on our series, Reflections, but we're going to talk about reflecting Christ with our tongue. Anybody, anybody ever get yourself in trouble by what you said, the words that you used? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, as a father, you know, I made mistakes with my kids, saying things I wished I'd have never said. And then you look for a do-over, right? Let's get that over. But how many, once words get out, they're, they're impossible to get back. You can say, I'm sorry, all you want, but you're never going to get those words back. Because it's already touched the person at that point in time. See, and all of a sudden you think back, you think, oh, you're the... The heat is rising. You said something you shouldn't have said. All of a sudden, you begin to think, man, that was ugly what I said. Why did, why did I even say that? Where did that come from? And it's just all these feelings that rise up in our lives. But I'll tell you this. When the temperature turns up in your life, what's inside will come out. There, I mean, it's going to come no matter. Because what's in there will reveal who we are. See, whatever's in your heart, this is a, just whatever's in your heart will come to the top when things get heated. When things get heated. I mean, think James teaches some great stuff here about our, our tongue. And we're going to look at that as we talk about reflecting Christ with our words. Look at James 1, chapter, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 26. Listen to this. This is, this is tough. It really is. If you claim to be religious or a Christian, a believer, but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your right religion, Christianity, whatever, is worthless. Is that a strong statement or not? It is a very strong statement. And here's the deal. He says, if, if you're, you and I are claiming to be somebody and we're claiming to be we're good people. We're believers in Christ. But when things to happen in our life, anger happens or something to torture you the wrong way. What comes out of your heart? What comes out of your life? What do you spew out upon others? See, there's been a lot of people hurt by words. Hasn't there? Have anybody ever been hurt by something somebody said to you? I mean, you, it, it's unavoidable. It's going to happen. But how many know we don't need to be the ones spewing it out? See, out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks, right? Now, look at verse 26 again. He says, you claim to be religious or Christian or believer, but don't control your tongue. He says, your, your spirituality is basically worthless. Who wrote that? No, James penned it. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> so if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for us today, it wouldn't be there. Right? See, matter of fact, and James writes down, he says, if you, can, if you can't control your tongue, it's useless. See, our tongue reflects what's in our heart. Our tongue reflects what's in our heart. Now look over, jump over to the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 30, uh, 43. A good tree, a good tree produces, can't produce bad fruit, right? And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. 
A tree is identified by what? It's fruit. How are you identified in this world today? How do people identify you as a believer? Hopefully it's by your fruit, right? But see, your fruit is what's inside that comes out of you when good times or bad times. Out of the abundance, I said before, your heart, the mouth speaks. He says, figs never grow on thorn bushes, nor grapes on burnel bushes, which is actually nothing more than a thorn bush, okay? Then he says, a good person produces good things out of the treasury of the good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of the evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Man, it's awful quiet in here this morning. But if this was not for us to be taking in today and thinking about church, we have to learn how to control the tongue. Now, we know we'll find out in scriptures a little bit more about this. But see, if a person, if you're good, when things happen, I've seen this happen. Bad things happen to people. And I saw, I've seen people in our congregation has gone through some horrendous things. And I've seen them, instead of getting angry with God and, and just fussing and cussing, they praised God through the whole midst of it. You know what? That revealed what was on the inside. But I've also seen the other side where people get angry with God and want to start cursing God and turn their back on God when bad things happen to them. Or they go through a situation and they begin to talk and say things that shouldn't be said. See, so if a person that is good, good things are going to come out the word of God said. But if, if there's junk inside a person, what's going to come out? Junk. When the temperature begins to rise, our hearts will always give us away. Always. See, our tongue reveals who we are on the inside. Our fruit reveals who we are as a person. What do others see from your life? See, it's really how many of we're supposed to be the light of Christ. Amen. What do other people see flowing out of your mouth? When you're, when, you, when you're going through a difficult time in the office, just like anybody else, do they hear you griping and complaining and putting things down, or do they hear you worshiping God in the midst of it? Are you with me? See, I want to choose to speak life, amen? I want to, choose, I want to speak life into a situation. I, I, there's times as a father... I had to go back and ask my kids to forgive me for the way, what I said to them. Because I said it in anger. And I had to ask God to examine my heart. What's really on the inside of Gary? What's happening in me that would cause me to react and respond that way? And you know what? I still have to ask that even sometimes with my grandkids. I don't know if you've ever done that. I mean, just... But Proverbs 18, 21, we all know the scripture. It says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. I want to bring life. Amen? I want to bring the life of Christ. I want to see people love to, to love the life. And see, that power of death, I know a lot of times people get whacked out on that. Listen, it's not about every word you say there's going to be. But say, if Cam and I, right? Okay? Cam... And I had a problem. 
or he's, he's not doing so well, or he's not doing so well. I can go and say, Cam, you're no good. You're never going to amount to anything. You're, you might as well just give up. That spoke death to him. Or I can say to Cam, Cam, you know what? God's got a great plan for your life. And, and I don't know how you're going to make it there, but I'm willing to help you in whatever we can. I'll come alongside you, I'll partner, and we'll walk together in this. That speaks encouragement. That speaks life. But if we got to guard our hearts, church. Amen? So what are you speaking into your kids? What are you speaking into your kids' life, your grandkids' life, your coworker, your spouse? What are you speaking into their life? Because I know attitudes change from the time you walk into this door, time you walk out and get in the car, things change. Oh, we come in holding hands. Oh, we're so great. Oh, let's go. Hallelujah. Get back in the car. I can't believe you did that. I know none of you have ever done that. Yeah. Pastor Keith said the devil hitches a ride. And you get home and you're so comfortable with each other in the atmosphere. You are, and you, things happen. You begin to tear each other apart. See, the choice is up to me and to you if I choose to, to speak life or death in my family. Can I just say this too also? You need to be careful who you allow to speak into your life. If they're not, if they're not speaking words of edification, encouraging you, and helping you to grow in your faith, I would tell you to say, stay away from it. If they're tearing you down and telling you that you're a, a, a loser, you're never going to make it, Get away from it. See, Doug Clay, our general superintendent for the Assemblies of God, made the, at our district council just recently, made this quote. He said, positive words are difficult to remember. Negative words are difficult to forget. Think about that. I can stand here right now, and I can very well, I, can, I can, can't recall much of the encouraging our words, our, our words from my dad. But you know what? He was an alcoholic. He struggled. But I remember a lot of the words he spoke to me in negative. That, that, that did something in my life. Thought sometimes I couldn't measure up. I was never going to be, be anything. But... And all of you sitting here, you can, you, can, you can remember the times somebody has spoken harsh words to you. But what about, it's hard to remember those encouraging words sometimes. Remember the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. How many know that's not true? That is not true. More people have been hurt by words, I believe, than anything else. Wars have been started because of words. So understand, words can cut so deep and hurt so bad that it can totally derail somebody's life. So I choose to speak life. Amen? I want my tongue and I want my heart to be in such a way that when I, even when it gets heated up, I can still praise God in the midst of it. That flows out of me naturally. See, church, our tongues are dangerous. 
Matter of fact, go back, go back to the book of James with me. Verse 3 says, look what he says. Indeed, we, are, we all make mistakes. For if we could control our tongue, look at this church, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every way. Just, uh, uh, just the way. He said, if we, could, if we could just get this under control, we can control every part of our lives. And if you consider yourself a believer and this is out of control, your religion is worthless. Oh, who said that? God? I know that doesn't sound really good, does it? But our tongues are dangerous. This little thing in your mouth can set your whole world on fire. Look what it says. Look, it's, it's little, but it's powerful. Look at this. We make large horses go wherever we want them by means of this bit in their mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot wants it to go, even though the winds are strong. Now look at the verse 5a. It says, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that, that makes grand speeches. See, the thing about it is, even though this thing is so little, it reveals so much about us. It reveals so much about our spirituality with, with our families. It reveals the, our love, our, our, our dislikes. But this little thing sometimes, I don't know, it's got me in trouble before. And most likely it will get me in trouble again. I hope not, but I, I want to work on it. But not only is it it's just little, but it's powerful. I want you to know, it's, it's a destruction fire. And it's also a, it corrupts. There's corruption within because of it. Look at, look at uh, chapter, uh, uh, verse 3, chapter, uh, verse 5, I'm sorry, verse 5b and 6 says, but, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And a tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness. Look at that. Corrupting the entire body. It can set your whole life on fire for it is a fire, it is, it is on fire by hell itself. I know, does anybody in here struggle at times still with your tongue? You don't have to raise your hand. All of a sudden, your kids are there and you're, you're working on something and you hit your hand and you say something you wished you'd never said. I know none of you have ever done that, have you? Or you get in a situation and all of a sudden, the words that you're saying, I mean, they're, they're shooting like an arrow and piercing their heart of the person you're upset with. Church, the tongue is beyond tame. You, that you can tame a lot of things, but this, this is going to run wild unless we bring it under control. And we're not perfect in that. But look what it says. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil and full of deadly poison. And James, under the, under the inspiration of God, is writing these things to believers. He's not writing this to unbelievers. He's writing this to the believers. And church, even today, this is still relevant for us. 
Because we can get to a place that we begin to think we're better than others and we begin to condemn them and begin to judge them. We need to be careful. But here's the the thing. James says blessings and cursings can't come from the same place. Look at this. He says in verse 9, sometimes it praises the Lord and Father and sometimes it curses those who have been made in his image. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out from the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, that's not right. Isn't it amazing how, how quick we can go from being in a worship service praising God and get angry outside and just spill out junk? And James said, this should not be happening. Praise God, hallelujah, love you, Jesus. Then we go out the door and use the F-bomb. I know I'm treading on some of your grounds this morning. That's okay. He says, that shouldn't be so. You should be able to, we should be able to take this tongue and bring it under submission to Christ. Put, begin to put good stuff in there. Begin to get the word in your life. Begin to get the word in your mind. Begin to get some, instead of listening to junk, listen to something to edify you, build you up. Get into the, to some worship and just let God begin to change the way you discipline yourself and the way you live your life. And allow God to begin to do the work. Because he will do it if you'll turn it over to him. Because you, you and I can't do this by ourselves. We can't get this under control by ourselves. We need God. We need the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. But look what he goes on. He said, and so blessing and cursing pouring out from the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? No, it doesn't. Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. What are, we, what are we pouring out to people with our attitudes and our, our language? See, there's a scripture in Matthew chapter 12. This scripture's kind of haunted me all my life. Not as in a bad way, but just, and look at it. It says in verse 36, and I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. I think God's pretty serious about this thing. You'll be judged for every idle word. You say, well, pastor, what does that mean? It means unemployed. In other words, it has no purpose. Okay. Or lazy or careless or ineffective, useless. He said, we'll either be acquitted by it or we'll be condemned by our, our words. I mean, there, I mean, I think about some of the things I've said in the past. I think, man, I'm going to have to, man, I'm just going, I'm just going to cross the line, God, you know, because we've, we've all said things 
that did not help anybody. It didn't build up. But what about the times we, we gossiped about somebody? Oh, we don't gossip, Pastor. We share prayer requests. <laughs> I'm telling you this so you can just pray about it. It makes us feel so good about ourselves. But God doesn't like it at all. See, here's the questions. A few questions I think we have to, we have to kind of struggle with this morning. The first one is this. What's really in my heart? What's really in my heart? And I'll tell you, I can tell you right now what's in your heart. Whatever you've been listening to, whatever you've been watching, and whatever, you, whatever you've been hanging around with, that's in the heart. Or if you've been being in the Word, spending time in worship, growing in your faith, loving God more and more, that's going to be in your heart. So what's in my heart? That's, that's one of those tensions that we have to deal with in our lives. What's in my heart? This, the next question is this. Am I speaking life to my family, my coworkers, my friends? Am, is my words employed? In other words, are they, are they effective? Are they touching people's lives and making change? Is it causing people to grow in their faith? Is it, somebody, or is it coming along somebody and just helping them to take the next step in their faith? So this is, the, this is one of those things. I said, am I, speaking, what, am I speaking life into my family? Are you speaking life into your children, your spouse, people around you? This is the last question I have here. I want this, it's just about some tensions we need to deal with in our personal life. The last time you blew up, what was the fallout afterwards when it was all over? How many people were wounded and hurt by your last blow up? What words were said that pierced your child's heart? What words was said that pierced your wife's heart? What words were said that pierced your husband's heart? What came out like an arrow that shot through them, that injured them? That's the tension we have to deal with. I want my words to be kind words. I want our words to be words that edify and build up. And that's what the Word of God says. We're supposed to speak words that edify and build up. We're not to tear people down. There's enough people out there that's going to tear people down anyhow. The world's going to try to tear them down. The last thing they need is some pe- person who thinks they're so religious to come up and tell them, you know what, you need to, you're never going to do that. You're never going to make it. No, they, they need somebody to walk alongside them and say, hey, man, I'm here with you. Call me anytime. I'll be there. I will, we'll meet and get coffee. We'll do whatever it takes. I want to help you walk through this. I know you can make it. And sometimes that's hard to do, isn't it? I don't know about you, but I've gotten phone calls at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Somebody said, hey, Pastor, I need to talk. I've gotten up out of bed, got dressed, and went down to the coffee shop and met them. You know what? I want people to be healed. 
And I don't want to use this to tear anyone down. Amen? Church, I, I know this is a little bit different this morning, but this message, but it's so important. If we're going to reflect Christ out there, this needs to start right here with, our, with what we speak. If we really want Jesus to be seen in our life, it's about, it, watch your mouth. I remember, I, I grew up, I remember smart-mouthing my mom one time. And you know, I don't know how it did, but my mom's arm had to be about 40 feet long. Because <laughs> she'd come all the way around and smack me right in the mouth. And she, and she I was in the back seat of the car. I'm, that's just kind of... And you know what? My, my mom and dad, they always told me, don't be a smart aleck. Don't say stuff just to think you're funny. And it's so true. Church, let's make a decision today. We're going to live differently. We're going to speak differently. We're not going to let this tongue take control any longer. We're going to keep it submitted to Christ. Amen? Father, I thank you this morning. Father, for the word that you've just laid on my heart for the day. God, this word is so, it's so important, God. Especially in the day and time where everything seems to be, you say one thing and it's taken another way. God, help us to make sure our words are employed. God, that they have been seasoned with the salt of the Spirit of God. And God, that we would not, we would be careful what we say. Lord, when the temperature turns up in our life, I pray that only good things would be able to flow out. Because, Lord, that's what we've put in. And, Lord, that we, our, our, our tongue, as part of our body, would praise you and worship you no matter what we're going through. God, I just pray, Lord, that you'd help us not to tear one another down with our words and destroy someone but God let us speak life to our families to our children to our grandchildren God to our spouses to our co-workers God that we would speak life God just as we think about that Lord encouraging words are hard to remember but, Father, discouraging words are hard to forget. God, I just pray, Lord, right now, that you would just come in our lives and do a work, oh God. That our tongues, oh God, would not just praise you now and go outside and begin to curse you. But, God, we would praise you here, we'd praise you there, and praise you wherever you take us, oh God. And praise would begin to build up in us. I ask it in the name of Jesus. With no one looking around, please. Just be in prayer. I'm going to ask you this first question. Is your religion or Christianity worthless because of what you've been saying and what's come out of your mouth? God wants you in relationship with him. And in relationship, he changes things. He changes our attitude. We get in the word, and that word becomes something supernatural that begins to change us on the inside. That all of a sudden, 
We don't behave the way we used to behave. We don't react the way we used to react. Why? Because of the Spirit of God that's within us. And if, you hear, if you're here and you know you have not controlled your tongue and you've hurt people and you, you're continuing to hurt people, but you say, Pastor, I want, to, I want that to cease now. I want to speak words that are edified, that build up, that encourage. If that's you, I just want to pray for you right now. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But Father, at times we've all said things we wish we'd never said. We've responded to people the way we wish sometimes say, well, I wish I wouldn't have acted like that. I wish I hadn't gotten mad like that. God, reveal to me how to change that. Show me how to put something different in my heart. God, that my response, my reactions would be different. And people would be able to truly see Jesus being reflected in my life through my words. God, that I would, not, that I would no longer be used to tear someone down. God, I, I, I cease gossip right now, even spiritual gossip. Father, that we're going to thank the best of people. We're going to believe the best for them. And we're going to speak life into our families. We're going to speak life into our children, our grandchildren. We're going to speak life into our spouses, our coworkers, our friends. God, that our life would reflect you in every way. I ask it in Jesus' name. One other question I need to ask before we prepare to dismiss. If there's anyone here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you're here this morning, you're not here by accident. I believe you're here ordained of God, but you've never started a journey with Jesus Christ. And you say, Pastor, that's me. I've I've never given my heart over to Christ, but this morning, I'd love to give my life over to him. And would you pray for me? I want to give my life to Christ. If that's you, would you slip your hand up and you put it right back down? I want to pray for you. Anyone this morning? I pray that you know him. The word of God says to, to, for somebody to get saved, this is very simple. Confess through your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you shall be saved. It's not a hard thing to do. Would you stand together with me right now? As we prepare to, to go from this place, We want to reflect Christ in every aspect of our life. But I feel like in reflecting Christ, this is the big one right here. This is the biggie. Because James said in his writing, if we can control this, we can control our entire bodies. It's time some of you got in a fight with your tongue. Do me a favor. I'll do it with you this week. This week, whenever you say something that really is wrong, write it down. Just write it down. How often do you say stuff you shouldn't say? Or enter into a conversation you really shouldn't be in. Write it down. You know what? I need a, I need a big notebook, don't I? <laughs> But when you say something, you think about it later, do you say something to your spouse and you go, oh man, that wasn't good. Write it down. And then take it before God. And say, God, I need your help in this. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to the Tower Hill Church Podcast. Our prayer is that this message encouraged and inspired you in your journey with Christ. For more information, you can visit our website at th.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tower Hill NH. To give online, you can go to th.church giving. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.